Hello and welcome to episode 247 of the Rallo and Slappy Show. Today is April 19th, 2021. I am Rallo McFlugel and with me is my co-host Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 247 where you can find links to some of the things we're talking about as well as checking out our sponsor libertymugs.com. Slappy, um, happy 420 Eve. Thank you. So, big day. Yeah, big um, day. Big day in this yeah. household, and I'm sure in yours as well. Yeah, so are you uh, buying up Doge to try to pump the price up to $4.20 on that? Every day. Yeah. Someone um, recently tagged me on Twitter with like a Doge meme about it going to the moon recently. How'd it feel? Like, that hurt, didn't it? Yeah, real hurt, real bad. And it's just like I like it's stupid. And he goes, "Oh, I, I don't actually own any Doge." So I'm like, "I sold that before." I'm like, "Well, what is Doge dunk- right now? Is it like a fifty cents or something?" I don't know. It was up around forty cents, I think, this morning. I looked because people were talking about it. But he was trying to dunk on me, and it's like, well. What's the purpose of dunking on me if you didn't buy it? It's 36 cents. Ah, yeah. So we had our episode on Doge a little while ago. So if you want to go buy Doge, you can have fun staying poor because uh, (laughs) it's just a fad. It's just a way to try to pluck cuck bucks. But um, every minute we get 10,000 more. Yeah. Yeah. And that just kind of shows, I think it's like, I think it went higher than Ripple. Uh, for a moment as far as market cap today and it was like the fourth highest valued cryptocurrency nice in terms of market cap and um yeah dogecoin is like literally a joke and i don't just mean that like no actually a a joke joke. it's it's actually was created as a joke and continues to be a joke and it is the third highest ranked altcoin um so like congrats guys messing around with all like especially any altcoins below that or well below that it's just a joke is beating you by a lot so yeah but what about proof of stake um i had a little bit of steak tonight for dinner you have the proof Some leftovers um I have pictures from Sunday. I did uh, mm. did some churrasco grilling. Nice. How Very was it? Good. Oh, it was delicious. Did uh, marinated pork loin, mm-hmm. and then uh, flank steak, New York strip steak, and then a little bit of uh, lamb shoulder chop. Yes, indeed. That uh, was good. And then uh, some some black beans with uh, uh, pork and beef on the side, which that has a Brazilian name for it. I forget. And then, uh, collard greens. All right. So I heard, I heard, um, on, on, on Tales from the Crypt, Marty Bent talking about buying a cow. You want to do that? Yeah. Oh, I am. I am, you know, absolutely would buy going on a cow with somebody. Let's do it. We got to find where we can get it done. Yeah. Probably a cow farm. Oh, that's a great place to look. That is. There's actually a lot of uh, places with cows around me. So yeah, there are. There's actually not, not too far from me, too. You don't have to yeah. go too far up here. It's a pretty locally famous uh, ice cream creamery right around from me, too, which I haven't been to yet, despite living here for five years, five and a half years. Yeah, we got one out here, and it makes yeah. fantastic ice cream. Yeah. It's a dairy farm. Got all the cows yep. out there. The kids go out, watch the cows. We go eat ice cream. It's a good time. Yeah. So, uh... That's that's some proof of stake right there that we have some uh, some cow farms. Yep, that would be the greatest thing in the world though to just have like to grill and eat a ribeye like oh, fresh from a cow that was like, yours. Yeah, yeah, ah, uh, that would be fantastic. I don't know what I would do with myself. Enjoy it, probably. Probably tastes better than any other steak you get, knowing that it was your cow. Mm-hmm. And a cow done the right way. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're kind of referencing that uh, um, untapped growth 
uh, episode from Tales of the Crypt. We'll talk about regenerative, is it regenerative farming? It's called, I think so. Yeah, it's maybe. Really, really, really a neat concept. Um, and it kind of falls in line with those, uh, with time preference and, and Bitcoin stuff and, uh, and how the government messes up the meat industry. So go look that up. It's, it was last like week or two. Yeah. Uh, it was on Tales from the Crypt. Great podcast that you should be listening to for other Bitcoin things. Yeah, that don't make it to our show. Right, right, right. They cover the uh, they cover the all stuff the other that, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We get the most important it's stuff. It's a good supplement. Yeah, it's a good supplement kinda, to our show. Yeah, they're kind of like following us from behind and uh, just kind of just kind of mopping up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate them. Matt and Marty, we appreciate the hard work you do. Yeah, they do good work. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice we gave them a little bit of a shout out. Yeah. Well, might as well send some traffic their way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So speaking of Bitcoin. Yeah, what are we, we talking had, about today? We had we had some ideas. Yeah, it's kinda it's gonna be free range, just like the cows, I think. Just, just like kind of talking about and the chickens and the eggs. Yeah. Because now that we're in this bull market for Bitcoin, and now a lot of these altcoins are starting to surge in price, and so you have all of these people that are popping up and claiming to be experts and trying to guide you through all of this, what they'll call crypto stuff. And uh, you just got to be careful out there. There are a lot of people that will act very confidently that they know what they're talking about with Bitcoin. Um. They have absolutely no idea what they're talking about, and they'll often. Well, let me back you up because it's either they don't know what we we know this by listening to what they say. So they either don't know what they're talking about or they're lying. Yeah, I'm gonna give that Uh, possibility too. Yeah, there's a combination of both, or or a possibility of either. Where it's yeah, but I think a lot of people out there are just ignorant, and they think they know. I think that's the majority too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, just look at anything. Like when we had that episode about gel man amnesia, uh, people were back very confident about stuff. And unless you have a little bit of inside information or insight on what they're talking about, it's often difficult to know whether or not they're speaking accurately. And so, um, you know, Bitcoin can kind of be a technical thing. So it could be very easy for someone who really doesn't know that much. And they hear someone speaking very confidently um that they'd be like oh that guy must know what he's talking about why else would you speak so confidently um and and it's not like we're not trying to just be like oh well you just like just believe whatever we say no we're like really confident that if you trace back the economic and technical topics and things that we talk about and take it from those first principles and those basic building blocks that you will end up in the same place that we are and all, you know, the people that are uh, kind of in consensus with us, as opposed to people that just kind of like are throwing stuff out there. Um, and I think this is important um, because Bitcoin, there is a little bit of a learning curve as far as the economics and the technical stuff about it. So I understand why people are a little bit intimidated. Well, I would say there's a huge learning curve depending on where you're coming from. Right. Like if you've never heard of Mises, Rothbard, like you don't have any idea of a market. I mean, forget it. It's almost impossible. Uh, I don't know. There's been plenty of Bernie bros that uh, ended up becoming. There has been, but there are also people who, you know, I, I don't know. Got, I mean, they've really got into it. So it's, I'm not saying it's impossible, but like you're done to talk to someone and you get an hour to talk to them. Right. Yeah, it yeah. helps. It helps to have a base. Yeah, it helps and, to at least trust a, that a market can work. Yeah, and 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 to just make this point clear again, I know we've talked about it before, but I think it's important here is that you don't have to like really grok everything there is to know about Bitcoin in order to use it, especially eventually, because it's it's everyone's going to be on it if it if at some if, point. Yeah. If it comes true, if we're correct that it's going to become global money, it's just going to be the the common monetary standard for everybody. Everyone's going to be using it as the general medium of exchange. And so, you know, you, it, it wouldn't work if you would need some like super technical understanding of the economics and or the technical side of Bitcoin in order to use it. 
We're just saying that is if you want to take advantage of being an early adopter, um, the only way that you're going to put the adequate skin in the game in order to do that is if you understand it really well. Uh, because my skin in the game has basically been directly correlated to my understanding of Bitcoin. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think, I think most people, most Bitcoiners would say, yeah, absolutely. Because as, yeah. you, as you come to appreciate what Bitcoin is and, and, and how this stuff works, you just become more confident in it, which would cause you to direct more of your, your wealth and, and your savings and everything into Bitcoin. Otherwise, if like there was some stock out there or something that I was like super confident that it was going to do something really big, then why would I not stick my money in that? Um, but Bitcoin, you know, is what I am most confident in. It, and, um, you know, for for the long term, more so than everything else. It's like it's the most it's it's weird. because It's like it's the most conservative, but also most bullish thing that I can possibly do in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that, um, like, we're talking about the learning curve. And I remember when we had that guy from the University of Florida State, Florida State University, when he was on our show for the first time. And we were buying all kinds of cryptos. Oh, cake? Yeah, cake. Cake. Yeah, that's his name, right? Um, the seminal, seminal man on Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, he told us at the time where this was all like made no sense and we we had been buying cryptocurrencies and bitcoin for a couple of years at that point um and he just said and this this is kind of what i guess what gave me the confidence is that if he said you guys understand i listen to your show you guys understand economics you can understand bitcoin if you understand economics and um he was right and then the technical part just comes as you go i think is the way it works for me and then when you talk about like Bernie Bros coming on, that's why number go up technology is so important. Yeah. Because anyone can see a number go up and go, what's this? I need to have some of this. I need to yeah, be involved. Sure. And then you learn from there. Remember our episode on uh, 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 DLCs with Ben the Carman? Mm-hmm. He was a Bernie bro. Yep. And and now he's like a... Uh, and that's kind of... And he was... Was he a software man. guy? Yeah, he's yeah. like Mises, Rothbard, and Cap from Bernie. Yeah, and he and he did it through Bitcoin. It's powerful. It I is. Mean, what what else? What else is quickly uh, is going to convert people like that? That's the beauty of it. It, it. And I was gonna the point I was making how you don't need to have a technical, real strong technical understanding of Bitcoin or economic understanding is it's just like the internet. How you don't need to understand how the internet works in order to use it and and use it in a way that great provides you with like really incredible leverage in your life. And so Bitcoin's gonna be the same thing. Um agreed. Yeah. And it's getting I mean, we had that episode with Carr on a few weeks ago about the Lightning Network and how how awesome like it is now and 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 how much um, how much momentum has been gained and there's just so much cool stuff you can do on the lightning network now and with Bitcoin that that was like a pipe dream not that long ago but you have uh, <clears throat> you have all this like new new stuff coming up from Bitcoin and, and it's incentivizing people to do more self-hosting um, that that we you know look at the internet now and it's and it's extremely centralized with uh, with all these like server farms and everything. And, um, you know, there's a benefit to that is that it, it, it kind of like speeds up some of the processes of, of getting information to and from places. And you don't have to worry about storing certain data. Someone else can kind of manage that for you. But at the same time, you're giving up a lot of your sovereignty there. You're giving up the ability, you're, you're allowing yourself to be censored a little bit. Because if they decide that they don't want to give you access to their servers anymore, or that they want to give you bad information from their servers, then they can do that. Um, so it looks like, and it's it's no individual's fault, or it's um, you know, I'm not trying to like say, oh, what a bad mistake. But it looks like the way the internet went, for just for no wrong reason or for no uh, you know bad reason of of someone, 
it was just the incentive structure was the way it was based on the technology that was available. It looked like we kind of took a wrong turn and it, and it kind of got us to where we are now with these massive centralized players that, uh, you know, control information. Um, but Bitcoin with this idea that you should run your own full node software that keeps a ledger of the blockchain, the entire history of Bitcoin, well, uh, kind of turns that around and, and, it, and it's starting this incentive, uh, incentivized process of, of people running their own servers, even, even for little bits of information like the Bitcoin blockchain. Now, now on my little Raspberry Pi node that I have a little bit of hardware, I can, I can run my own node and access it from anywhere in the world as long as I got an inter a, a, a tour connection, um, which is which is good. And then uh, also there's other little things services I can run on top of that, like BTC Pay Server, which which provides the ability for me to run my own server and host uh, certain information that you know would be really really difficult for someone else to to kind of mess up is, is really powerful. And we can talk about that a little bit later on. There's something, um, in there, but, uh, and then I think we talked about it a little bit when we had car on a few weeks ago, talking about the lightning network, but he had on his show on the signal over in the timeline earth podcast, uh, crew, uh, the embassy nine or start nine labs with the embassy suite. It's, it's basically the same kind of hardware, but, uh, with, with different, or same kind of Raspberry Pi hardware, but with a different uh, different uh, operating system and software on it, that there's all sorts of stuff that you can do on that that's self-hosted, and, and, and it just makes the experience so much better. Um, people aren't used to, you know, buying Raspberry Pis and kind of hooking some stuff up together and installing an operating system on, but the more that we do this stuff and the more we start to understand the importance of it, it's just going to become like ubiquitous with life. I think like your internet router is eventually going to become a server, like a small server for you that the most important information that you need and uh, stuff that you need to store is going to be stored there. And you're going to connect over tour and things are going to be encrypted and it's going to be built in ways that are kind of like really, really easy and, and useful to, to use for people. And we're going to kind of like change the way the internet works from that. And it's exciting <laughs> and it's really Absolutely. good. It's really good for humanity to do that. It's, it's pulling us away from uh, relying on these huge centralized players that are, that are not AR 15 proof because the government can just knock on the door and squeeze their throats and you can't expect them to take a bullet for you. And just I wouldn't like, expect them to. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, if I was holding sensitive information about you and a government agent knocked on my door and said, um, hey, this bad thing is going to happen to your to your like family if you don't give up this information about these people. <laughs> Sorry. I value my family's well-being a little bit more than, than whatever information I have on you. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what frustrates me when... We look at stuff in Bitcoin and there's a little bit of a learning curve or a little bit of inconvenience. And look, yes, we're talking about this learning curve with Bitcoin. And, and I'm just talking about the technical, not even the technical side, but the usage side of it. Like, it's really not that difficult to use Bitcoin. People get, like, really scared about it. And, and I think they just assume that it's going to be way worse than it actually is. I think the user experience is way better than sending something like a wire transfer, which is just one of the more nerve wracking, not ple pleasant experiences. Um, so when people like take these, they, they say like, oh, well, we're going to, uh, we just want to make it simple for people. So we'll just kind of like, you know, cut these corners and round these edges so they don't have to worry. It's it's less uh, less intimidating to them. Well, they're 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 not doing you a favor because they're making you commit have bad practices. Um, just because they're trying to quote protect you unquote from these little inconveniences. So I kind of wanted to take this episode to go through some of these some of these things. Why you know these these good practices for 
for Bitcoin hygiene and why it's better not to take these little shortcuts and, and take the sometimes like literally a couple seconds and, uh, and do it that way. So, um, here's one. We'll start, we'll start here. You know anything about address reuse slappy? Um, yeah, you, that, I know that you do it all the time. You have one static address that you give yes. to anyone when you need to get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, no, um, it's not a good idea. Yeah. So uh, with Bitcoin. Yeah, go ahead. So when you have Bitcoin, you have a wallet that stores your, your well, not necessarily. So there's private keys that sign the transactions and that's whoever controls the private keys has control of, of the Bitcoin. Um, and so private keys can create this uh, public key, public address, and that public key can create any sort of uh, any number of of other addresses. So uh, there's just like basically an unlimited number of addresses you create. Like no one person is going to ever create or all of humanity basically is not going to be, be able to create enough addresses for for two addresses to be the same. It is actually like that uh, absurdly huge of a number that we don't have to worry about that. So what I'm trying to say here is that it's extremely trivial uh, to create a new address. So what happens when, like what, and I, I don't know, put you on the technical spot, but when you're create when your wallet, or put it this way, is your wallet creating the private key? And how does that work? And what does that even mean? Yeah. So it, it's just, it creates a, basically like, a random number. So could you sit there and write down your own random number? Yes. You, yes, you could create your own private key. Um, but so it's just a random use- number. It's not like you have to plug into the chain and take an address off it. Like your wallet right. is creating. Yes. It's key. got a random, yeah, it's got a, basically a random number generator in there. And uh, it creates this really long string of letters and numbers. And uh, that's that's your private key. And from that private key, you can derive basically everything else that you're going to need for sending and receiving Bitcoin. Um, you want to let the software do that because humans are really bad at randomness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Um... But now when you say like it derives everything from the private key, like if it, like, are you talking about like the public key is derived from the private? It's like connected somehow. So then why can't someone get a whole bunch? Like you could sit there in your wallet and create all these private keys and then see what the public key is and then figure out how to go to a public key back to a private key. Well, it's the cryptography protects against that. So cryptography is basically a one-way mathematical function um, that you would have to... The only way that you could find the uh, public key or the private key from a public key is uh, is brute-forcing it. And um, But that, if you have the private key, it's, for a computer, easy to find the public key? Yes, it's extremely trivial to do that. Um, it would be like um, it, it. Just imagine like a uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but like, I don't know. Just, just if if you're cu- <laughs> if you're curious, just look up. Uh, cryptography or cryptographic equation and and you'll just see this like bird's nest of a of a thing well and it just kind of gives you a fever dream looking at it trying to figure out like how how in the world would you reverse that uh just just think of like a um uh like a a simple ish uh calculus equation yeah something you did in school yeah and be like all right based on a value of uh of uh you know whatever uh, uh of 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 the uh what's the on the 
based on the solution that you get and not knowing what the uh, what the variable is, you know, just guess that. What what is that variable? And you'd be like, oh, I don't know. It's it's like uh, let's just say it's something like uh, I'm I'm spinning my wheels here. Let me let me take it back up a second. No, what let's I was say, gonna... let's say well, let let me do this. Let's yeah, say yeah. y equals point uh, seven x cubed minus eight x uh, to the one fourth power plus five. Um, and I said. Give me y based on a value of x equals seven. You could do that pretty easily. Um, yeah, you might need a calculator to find the the quarter root of something, but you know that's that's pretty manageable. Um, but let's say I said, all right, given a value of y equals twenty five, find x. Like that suddenly becomes really difficult to do, and you probably need some, you know, expertise at least in in mathematics to be able to to even to attempt to solve that problem. Like your average Joe off the street just would have to sit there and start guessing guessing values of x, plugging in numbers, and, yeah, and see if it came. And um, this cryptographic equation is one where the only way to solve that problem is by just guessing numbers, values of X to, to see if it matches, comes up with that. Uh, what did I say? 20 Y equals 25. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Let's see if it matches that. Um, and so that can get kind of, uh, uh, computationally intensive. So, Right, and since there's just so many, so many, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, so many combinations out there, and and just so many guesses that you have to do that it's just, it's just humanly impractical, even with the most sophisticated computers we have to be able to try to solve that. Um, it's it's how your credit card can be uh, transferred across the internet not having to worry about someone just like kind of snagging it stealing it yeah and stealing it by by just grabbing the number so, so like cryptography has been around for a very long time yeah um, bottom line is it's easy to go from a private key to a public key but impossible to go from a public key back to a private key right right so since it's so easy to do there's really no reason to think like you're saving anything by not just creating addresses yeah, yeah whenever whenever you want um so the problem with reusing an address is that it allows like it, it basically any any bitcoin that you have sent like well what about a physical address i use the same one every time oh for your house yeah so people yeah, people know where i live right yeah it tells all those people where you live, but what would be that? That's fine. They know where you live, but they don't necessarily know what packages are being sent to you and everything. What's being delivered to you? When you reuse an address in Bitcoin, everyone who gets access to that address and knows it's attached to you also knows your entire history. Right. So that's what makes it kind of not good. Is it, it basically doxes all that information? So really, um, when you give someone a an address to send you Bitcoin, you're really only giving up that information to them. And you can like, like, yeah, it's pseudonymous. So like if I, if you use the same public, you know, address, public key, and, you know, may, maybe you're a, a store and we can see all the payments, like maybe it's the same payment or similar payments all the time. You know who all the customers are, or at least you have the address from who all the customers are. Um, whereas if you create a new address every time you sell something, there's no way to connect them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, like so if you have an XPub or which is the like a public face a public address that that allows you to create um, create new at public addresses without without the private key. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can't like, let's say I, I create address one and then I create address two. 
you can't say like, oh, well, I know this is this address one and address two are associated with the same uh, XPub or private key. You also can't reverse that either. Um, so you just you just create addresses, you know, whenever, just because it's it's right. Yeah, you can't trace them that well. Very. Um, so I brought up BTC or, uh, or running your, your Raspberry Pi and I use the Raspberry Bolt, Raspberry Blitz, and that allows you to have BTC Pay Server to run on it. And so what's really neat about BTC Pay Server, and which is why I don't, I think it's everyone should use it, not just people who are, you know, online merchants and stuff or, or trying to run a, a web store, or even a physical store. But for people, it's difficult when you're like, um, you know, have an online presence and maybe you've got like a donation address that you want to have people send, send you Bitcoin. What ends up happening is that a lot of people just end up using a static address because they don't have, they don't really have a good means to, um, to serve a new address to someone every time. Uh, I guess that person could, you could like contact someone and say, Oh, you want to donate Bitcoin to me? Well, send, send me a message here and I'll reply back with a, uh, a Bitcoin, a fresh Bitcoin address for you to send. Well, that's not good because you're adding like a bunch of steps and, a, a, you know, time for someone to wait that wants to donate you Bitcoin. And so in the meantime, you're probably going to lose a bunch of people because they're just going to get distracted or not want to wait, or they're just kind of at the moment on a whim, want to send you money. And then if they think about it or whatever, they just decide not to. It also it adds. Yeah, and, and it adds time and energy and and work on your part to go and create an address and reply back to the message and send it to them. Um, another problem is, well, you could have, you could you could post um, that XPub I kind of briefly talked about, which is like a public key that, that can create new addresses without the, the private key. And you can put that on your website or something, but you're probably not self-hosting your website. Um, and so even though that would serve, serve up a fresh address um, every time someone like refresh the page or something, and that would be good for privacy, um, you're, you're relying that, you're, that that server or your host isn't going to get hacked and someone, a malicious actor, isn't going to go and install their own code to serve uh, Bitcoin addresses that are controlled by keys that they own. Um, so you kind of have to like be monitoring that a lot to make sure that that change hasn't been made. Um, and there, I guess there are kind of ways you could do that. There's um, a lot of Bitcoin wallets offer kind of this little, little feature that you can check if an address is associated with your private key or not. So I guess you could just kind of have your uh, have something ping that web page, see what the Bitcoin uh, address is, and and see if it see if it jives with your uh, the uh, the the private key on in your wallet. Um, but that takes you know that that's adding like uh, like band aids and stuff to uh, a a bigger problem. So where BTC Pay Server comes into play is that that web page, um, the BTC pay server serves an invoice or a, um, a Bitcoin address is hosted by your own hardware, or at least hosted by a, uh, you know, uh, space on a server that you control or have a lot more control over than if you were just, uh, uh, running like a website on like Bluehost or like GoDaddy or something. So it has a lot of a lot of control back to you, so that they would have to like right now, someone would have to like hack into my local area network, or um, or get physical access to my Raspberry Pi in order to uh, to change that. What's going on? As far as I'm aware, um, but it just it just makes it a lot more difficult for someone to to kind of do bad stuff to me. Um, so that that ends up. And, and and I know it's it's running running a you know a Raspberry Pi node with BTC Pay servers is is a little bit more uh, 
not super convenient. Yeah, I was going to say, that's next that's level. I mean, that's not like your intro to Bitcoin. But here's the thing. If what you can do is if you, you know, if you trust me, you can say, hey, Rollo, I'd like to create an account on your BTC pay server because I think that Rollo's a good guy and I trust him to not to, to steal my Bitcoin. Hmm. Um, and so actually, you know, if, actually, if you want to do that, DM me and I'll help you get set up with that. Um, you can use other people's instances of BTC pay server to set up, you know, doing this kind of stuff. Um, except Bitcoin and like, uh, I don't know if you want to do lightning payments on, uh, I guess you could, no, you could. Um, but, uh, yeah, you could, you could use someone else's BTC pay server and you're just trusting them that they're not going to, that I'm not going to go in and like change the code around. Which I think if people know me, it's kind of not. It's not happening. Yeah, not my ability to do. I could, of course, hire someone, but, um, but that's where they, uh, you know, calling back to Tales from the Crypt, they talk about the Uncle Jim, and Uncle Jim's the kind of the the technical guy in the family that kind of runs, runs more of the technical stuff and 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 gives the family um, access to it, so they don't have to do it themselves. So, um. You know, you might not want to trust a random uh, orang picture or uh, watercolor painting of an orangutan on the internet, but if you've but got you a might. family, yeah. But if you got a family member or friend that's got a BTC pay server, then that's like that's perfect because you should be able to trust trust those people so that you're not having to you know got to where you run your own own instance. But um, like the Start Nine Embassy thing and and other stuff, I think it's just and I know uh, Car Campit uses uh, Umbral. For his node, like it's 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 becoming easier and easier and easier for like just about anybody to uh, to run this kind of stuff. So there's a little bit of hardware cost in there, but but it's not uh, like oppressive. No, it's a couple hundred bucks to yeah. achieve like <laughs> really a really high degree of self sovereignty. And people will people might try to say like, oh well, oh that's too much for you. All right, well. Stay on the Federal Reserve System then. <laughs> and and deal with the consequences of keeping your money in a in a fiat bank and holding on to dollars. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't spare and, and and you know, and and there's there's different levels of it if 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 you know you're Oh look, you're some people don't through. have the money, whatever, and right. some people and don't that's have the fine. time and some people but don't that's have the why, interest. That's why I'm offering you my BTC pay server. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So that reminds me of another thing: uh, vanity addresses. You know what a vanity address is, Slappy? Uh, no, but I can assume. What do you think it is? If you made one called like uh, orangutan uh, picture. Yeah. So, so what? Kind of like a vanity ad- tag on your car. Yeah. So a vanity address is that the uh, it said the address spells something or, or or has a certain you know yeah, you say patterns. I I want I want an address that starts with Rollo. So I think it's Segwit addresses start with three or no B C. B. Yeah, they start with a B. Um, and so I wanted the first uh. The first uh, uh, um, digits of the address that are that are changeable to spell out Rollo, and so what you would do is you would just kind of you would have the software that you would say like, all right, um, run this, uh, keep creating addresses until one says like has Rollo in the front of it, hmm. um, and the more more uh, more characters that you want the more difficult it's going to be because it's just, it's just, it's just when it creates an address, it's just kind of a rant. It's a random one. So you're just wait, you're just, it would be like having, uh, you know, 300 dice, um, and rolling all of them and getting all ones. You would just have to keep like rolling it and 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 rolling it until, uh, until you came up with like all ones or something. Now 300 is insane. Uh, but let's say, uh, Let's say you had a 
10. 10 dice. And so that, that's that's kind of what's happening with the, the wild software, trying to just like brute force to come up with an address that, that, that spells it out what you want. So people do that for like, uh, uh, it's kind of neat. You know, if I wanted to have a donation uh, address on mcflugel.com and I wanted to spell Rollo, that's kind of neat. But there's a couple problems with that. What's the first problem there, Slappy? Well, it'll be a static address. Yep, that's right. So don't do that. The other problem is, is that it becomes pretty easy for someone to spoof that address. So that would be a target for a hacker. But if he's going around and being like, well, what, who do I want to target? Because when you have a, a vanity address like that, most people don't like actually go and look and read and check the entire address for what there's a lot of numbers. And yeah. It's, it's annoying. Um, so what they'll do is check the first couple letters and maybe the last couple letters or digits, numbers and numbers and letters. And say, Wait, so oh. you're saying it's bad advice when you're just, um, you know, using an address to look at the first two or three and the last two or three. Yes. That's mm. really bad advice. So, so well, that okay. would be a target for a hacker to be like, all right, well, I'll make my wallet software come up with an address that starts with Rollo, and then I'll insert it in there. And when you go, when when Rollo goes and and checks the address, he's just gonna be like, oh, yep, still a Rollo address, so we're good. But meanwhile, anyone who's donating money to that address is is getting it sent to the hacker, who kind of you know jumped in the middle there. So what you just said there, that really, really bad advice that you just have to be real dummy to suggest to people to say that look at the first two digits and the last two digits. So a little bit more sophisticated attack, but something that's not that difficult. Um, let's say I created a, uh, a little bit of malware that I got to, and I was able to, to figure out a way to get it installed on your computer. And so what this software does is um, it has a uh, uh, an address generator on it that generates just this huge number of, uh, of addresses in there. And um, so when, when you're copy and pasting Bitcoin addresses, and you're pasting it in your wallet to send Bitcoin somewhere. What my software does is that when it detects a Bitcoin address in your clip tray, it reads it and it finds an address um, in my in, in in the malware's um, array of addresses that it created, and finds one with the first two letters and the last two letters and numbers being the same. And when you paste, instead of pasting the uh, what's on your clip tray, the address that you think you're sending the Bitcoin to, it pastes one of the addresses in my, uh, the malware created. And so when you check the first, uh, first two and last two uh, letters and numbers and they look good, then you say, yep, I'm fine. And you go send the Bitcoin off but it's not going to where you think you're sending it to. It's sending it to my wallet. And then years later, you'll be telling stories, telling people, I've made a lot of mistakes. Check more than the first two and the last two. That was a mistake I made. Yeah, yeah. It's just not good. Um, and it's something that, like, it's kind of, it's it's annoying. It's kind of a pain. Um, but if you're but sending money and it's real money, uh, right. Might be worth, worth taking a second look. Yeah, and what I what I think would be kind of neat is for um, is for softwares to put in like a checksum or something. Yeah. So that it it just like it can it just basically like adds up all the all of the 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 did letters and numbers in that string and and spits out an answer or spits out like a, a shorter, much shorter number of uh, letters and digits. And if you change any one of them, it drastically changes the output of the checksum. And so you can make sure that like, Hey, but I guess you could say, well, um, I could just write 
malware that that makes the checksum. Checksum. Right. Which, it, Which that's I don't possible know. too. Yeah, yeah, that's possible too. So, um, really, it's just, just check the address. I mean, it's not like you're gonna. It's not like you're probably gonna be sending like eight billion uh, uh, Bitcoin payments a day. Um, so you do it every once in a while, and you take that couple seconds to to check a, a few more a uh, few more of the digits. And I'm not even asking you to go through and check all of them, but just check enough of them. Do more than like the first two and the last two. Make it make it a, at least a little bit more difficult for uh, <laughs> for a, a, a bad guy to to steal your money. Um, I was gonna say something else about this, but I forget what it was. Oh, that's right. Um. The Lightning Network kind of fixes this pretty well because it's uh, it serves invoices. Um, and so it makes it, you know, a whole lot more difficult to, uh, to spoof that. So. And also, too, it's, it's more like since since it is like a, a much bigger string of stuff. Um. You know, you're not like copy and paste. Oh, I guess you are. You can do that, but it's it's a lot of like QR codes and stuff. So mm-hmm. it eliminates a lot of that uh, that stuff. But just try to run stuff on a uh, on on cleanish hardware. <laughs> you know, don't don't store your uh, your 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 big stash of Bitcoin on your on your daily driver phone or computer that's got you know that you go do whatever weird stuff you do on the internet. Or just don't do weird stuff on the internet that would send you a lot of malware on your computer. But you know, try to have Bitcoin specific general hardware so you avoid that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't know. I, I, I was going to bring up another topic, but I don't know where you want to go. Uh, no, you can bring up something else. Um, anything specific no what do you think about and and, um i'm not even do you think it's a problem that a lot of big companies are getting into bitcoin because they're well connected to government no i think that's means bitcoin's winning why do you say that uh, because it's, it's it's meaning that it's becoming more widely adopted, and when big companies are saying that hey we need to get in on Bitcoin, it's showing that it's it's really catching on, and um, you know just because you control, you have a lot of Bitcoin doesn't mean that you can control the network or how it works. And that's why I mean one of the reasons why running a node I think is important. You can verify every transaction. You can run the software. You can make sure everything's legit if you're running a node from your computer. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter who uses it. In fact, if it's going to be global currency, wouldn't we want everyone to use it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's the only way it's going to become global currency. You know, global money is for everyone to use it. Like it's it's kind of you know, it's one of those like definition is in the in is the word, but. That's, that's right. what that means. Right, right, exactly. Everyone's going to be on it. Yeah. Um, what else do you have? What else do you have on privacy? How about Lightning Network? Isn't that kind of... Uh, I, I I hear criticisms of Lightning Network, and I don't know how far we want to go. We're approaching 50 minutes here. but um, And we've talked about Lightning many times on the show. But I, I always hear um, criticism of Lightning in that year, I guess... You know, you, you're losing control of your Bitcoin. You're rely. You're trusting someone else not to take it. Um, you're losing that peer-to-peer original Bitcoin idea by using Lightning. Um, I know. I mean, this is kind of like a you know tee it up kind of question, but these are things that people are saying. And do you have an answer to any of those things? Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know. What, what, yeah, where do you start, want, right? Yeah, which one do you want me to talk about? No, well, like, just why do you have any faith or trust, trust, that word, right, in Lightning Network? Why are you trusting that someone's not going to steal your money? 
Um, I, there's really not a good way for them to steal my money. I mean, it's it's still it's funny when when people talk about off chain, they make it sound people often make it sound like it's this uh, like totally separate from from Bitcoin. But off chain just means that we're in a lightning network and a channel that we have. We're just kind of updating the status of who has what Bitcoin, but it ultimately gets settled when one of us decides to settle it on the blockchain. But it's still like cryptographically secured who has what Bitcoin there. Um, it's just that the rest of the network doesn't need to know about what the what the current state of our channel is because neither of us is trying to move that Bitcoin to anybody else. So as soon as, as we want to move that Bitcoin to someone else on chain, that's when the rest of the, the network cares about the state of that chain, that channel. And so they'll make us both kind of say like, all right, this is, this is what it is. And are you both in agreement with it? And if so, if yes, then all right, great, go ahead. So say like you, Car, and I, all of us open channels with each other. And we send mm -hmm. each other Bitcoin for whatever. What happens when we decide like to settle that? If we decide to settle it, but let's say when. Is it one transaction that just settles up, like adds everything up and then puts it on chain? Or is every single transaction we had over the years going to be on chain? No, it, it won't show all those transactions on chain. So let's say that I have a channel with you. And it's just when we settle up, it's just that individual channel. So if it's three of us, um, let's say we all have half a Bitcoin on there and we just okay. keep moving it around. We're selling each other things. We're betting, whatever we constantly, all the time we're doing this. And then we go two years from now, say we're done. And now mm -hmm. I have, you know, 0.2, you have one and car has 0.3. That's just the transaction that goes on. Yeah. That's what the chain will see. And that's when it all settles up. Now, do you lose your keys in between? What do you mean, lose your keys? Are you trusting someone else to not steal them? Do you have any control oh, over your no. Bitcoin? Yeah, you have full control over it. The only thing that you would have to worry about is if the other person tries to publish a previous state of that channel, where they would only do that when they had um, a previous state where they had more Bitcoin than they currently do. But that's why there's a timer. You have, uh, I think it's, what is it like? Is it two weeks? I don't know. If the other person isn't there to agree to that state uh, that you're trying to tr close a channel on, there's a there's a long period of time where you have to get back online to check that. Um, and as long as you do, it's just very trivial trivial for your software to check that. And if it, if your software finds and can prove that they have a uh, cryptographically provable uh, newer state of that chain, then the software works that they get to take all your Bitcoin. So get, it doesn't sound like the, a good idea to a, try that. Yes, yes. You would have to now, like really ensure that the other person can't get online for two weeks and also hope that there are no things called watchtowers kind of watching that and would send a, uh, a more up-to-date... Um, state and and make you pay that uh penalty transaction now what, okay, what it's called. is it possible to be on lightning without opening any channels um like no no i mean i mean there, there's certain services that allow like i can on ln bits that I have, I can mm -hmm. a little service on my on my Lightning node is I can create like accounts um, for my Lightning channel, and I can create an account and send you um, a link. That as long as you're and and it's like a really long link with a bunch of random mm -hmm. letters and numbers again. Um, so it's almost like a tour address. You could you could send someone a tour address and and be fairly confident no one's gonna like guess that tour address mm -hmm. um but you would it would be custodied uh to me so i would be able to ultimately control that that bitcoin in that account but that would be a way to uh, like for you know again 
a situation where trust isn't an issue. Like if, uh, you know, if you want to set up a little spending lightning wallet for your kids where you, you set up this little account for them on your lightning node and send over some, a few Satoshis for them to spend, they have control to spend that, those little bit of Satoshis that you sent, but they can't spend the rest of what's on your, your lightning node. Um, and you also still ultimately have control too. Interesting. Over it. So it's a neat little thing. Um, yeah. Very useful for, for like, you know, if you just want to like create little accounts for, for people, for services that you're using for you, it's great. Um, I was sharing it with a coworker and some other people and playing around with stuff. He thought it was really cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Otherwise there have to be uh, channels created one way or the other. But I don't know. There, there could be layers built on top of, and there are layers mm-hmm. being built on top of Lightning. Mm-hmm. That maybe, maybe that becomes a thing where you just you can you can be party to a channel, um, but you still can have sole control over certain funds that are on there. That should be pretty neat. Yeah, and I just think that's kind of shows still that you're buy if you're buying now, you're still early. Because there's so much to be built on top of all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Lightning Network, too, let me just go back when I said, like, oh, it would be difficult for someone to spoof a Lightning invoice. And I didn't really, I trying to disregard that. It wasn't a clear thought. I had something else in my head. Um, but I don't know how Stricken relevant it was. from the there. record. Yes. Strike that from the record. Go back in time. Uh, just like Erase they say it. in a jury, just disregard that information. Yeah, just forget you ever heard it when you go into deliberations. Yeah. It's the problem with having a podcast where you talk off the top of your head. Sometimes you say something dumb and that like eats away at you, even though like no one noticed it. But that one bugged me. Just like I always have to remember to mention tractors. <laughs> and people have been trying to call me out for missing it. I'm like, no, 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 I, I, I've been pretty good on it. There's one time I thought I missed it, but apparently there were some people that said, no, that was in there. So I even tricked myself. So do you have any other, uh, uh... <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. What else did you want to add to this? I don't know. At this point we're an hour in. I know, we're at an hour. I thought it was a, I, we wanted to do kind of like a basics, like really basics. And I, I, I think, um, some of the stuff we talked about, like how a private key and public key are created, I think that's interesting, and I don't think a lot of people know that. Even people who are like into Bitcoin don't really understand that. Yeah. So I thought that was good to talk about. And then, um, you know, there's just a lot going on with Bitcoin right now, and it's a good time to be here. And uh, be careful, because when the price goes up, it brings in a lot of people. It brings in a lot of people who don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, so just just take your time with stuff. And, uh, you know, if you're unsure about a certain practice, ask someone that you think knows a little bit more about you and, and get some second opinions. And, uh, if, uh, if people are, if some people are like, no, absolutely do not do that. Um, at least question it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe and, it might take a few more seconds to do whatever you're trying to do, but. And like Cake said to us in that episode years ago, if you can understand the economics, you can understand Bitcoin. You do have right. to know a little bit about how it works, but if you get the if you can understand the economics, you can understand how it works and why it makes sense. That's true. Um, so I guess, yeah. And if anything we said like didn't make any didn't make not didn't make sense, but if it wasn't clear, we say does make sense. Right, we're perfect in every way. Um, so yeah, just just hit us up in the DMs and and we'll uh, gladly glad to explain it a little bit a little bit better sometimes it's easier to just like sit there and think about it and type out a response or uh we can always send you send you a literature or something or more information so it's funny like all these all these things and this is why i like doing these episodes selfishly because it forces me to get something out of my head and into actual spoken words and communicate it because there's there's so many things that we think that we we understand it and we're good at it but then when you have to actually explain it it becomes it it feels like you don't understand it nearly as well as you thought you did so it's good practice so thank thanks for being our guinea pigs
listeners. I like guinea hear, pigs. You get to hear our practice. <laughs> cool. Well, you got a you got a free market success story. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let me go back to the LN bits thing. Is that okay. you can you can create little paywalls for stuff. Yeah. So it's really and and it's self hosted. So um, so we're gonna bill everyone. Yes. Like what we could do is that we could. Um, well, if we kind of hid where we posted this episode, um, or actually we could just bill people by making them stream it on a uh, Sphinx chat, right? Which join our tribe on Sphinx chat. But let's say I wanted to write an article, uh, make a blog post. I could put it behind a, uh, LN bits paywall and set the certain number of Satoshis that you have to pay in order to be shown uh, that article. And I would just make the make the URL for the article something that you're not going to be able to like guess very well. Just kind of put a, a random random characters uh, in the URL to make that so. It's... Uh, or actually, no, I would just... I don't know how that would work if I could just make you. I haven't tested that. I don't so know. If I just made it like McFlua.com slash ABC and told you that. And when you went to a McFlua.com slash ABC, it would show. It would. I don't think it would redirect to the paywall. Yeah, I don't think so. But that's fine. Easy workaround around that. But that that's pretty neat because it, it allows, you know, for, for people that provide um content um they want to get paid for it's 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 a lot easier and a lot more likely to get someone to buy something from you if it's just like a few cents here let's because you know did you ever go on like one of those uh like the newspaper websites like you go to the, there's an article from regrettably the yes yeah not that you really want to if you ever want to make your teeth hurt yeah. read a New York Times article, you go and try to read it and they put up a paywall and you're yeah, like, you get I'm not a paragraph 20... in and then it says you reach your limit for free articles. Yeah, I'm not going to spend 20 bucks a month to read this one article. Right. Um, but if it's like, all right, read this article for 10 cents. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, why not? Fine. Yeah. You'd be able to get a lot more hits for that. And, right. um, you know, people, you know, maybe, maybe you read a couple articles a day. Um, and so you know, you probably be able to to you know massively, maybe not massively, but but considerably scale up the number of views you're going to get. And since you got so many more views, hopefully that means you get paid a little bit more, because um, you're actually getting money from everybody instead of uh, blocking people out with that with that massive right. paywall. Um, and it just it disintermediates the the payment processing that gets done now. You don't need to have a third party, a man in the middle, in the way to block to block uh, either side from from making that transaction. So it's all pretty neat. I think it's great, and I think the ability to self-host this is uh, is a really powerful and awesome thing. And I hope it continues. Yeah, um, we're kind and of the the I mentioned it before. It's like the pioneers going. Uh, you know, there's going to be people who, well, actually, the gold rush was a bunch of bull crap. And so, blah, 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 blah. But, but like, you know, the 49ers going over across the, uh, with their kind of stove wagons, Oregon Trail kind of thing, and, and going going over to the West Coast to, to make a buck over there. They're taking some risks. And it's not as convenient and it's not as comfortable staying where you are. But if you want to be a mover and a shaker and, and maybe get a, um, some asymmetrical wealth compared to everybody else, then, you know, you got to go out and, and do some work. Take some risks. Um, yeah. Make yourself a little bit uncomfortable. Learn something, learn something a little bit new and different. Good stuff. You'll be rewarded. So with well, that, let me throw in a free, a quick free market success story. Because as many of, as you know, some lower quality libertarian podcasts advertise certain underwear. And the free market saw this and our sponsor decided to come up with their own underwear. And now you can buy 
Rallo and Slappy Show underwear at LibertyMugs.com. No. Incorrect, Slappy. Oh, no. You can't? No. Whoops. But you can buy Rallo and Slappy Show underwear at store.mcflugel.com. Oh, how about it? Yeah. I and I clicked wait. that link, too. Yeah. I was going to wait to... Uh, Whoops. ...to reveal that we did come up with a mcflugel.com store. So it's store.mcflugel.com. Um, buy some, selling some merch. Some Right now, I think I have stickers, uh, a mug, and uh, whitey tighties that have <laughs> our uh, podcast logo on them. But the thing is, you can only buy that stuff with Bitcoin, either on-chain or the Lightning Network, on our BTC pay server. So people so get always yourself go like, there. all right, yeah. People always go like, oh, where am I going to like, what, what do I do with the Bitcoin? Where can I spend it now? So I this, don't know yeah. why you would want to spend your Bitcoin, but now. But if you do, like, we'll take what, it. What do I do with this Bitcoin? Well, go to store.mcflula.com and buy a nice pair of the Rollo and Slappy Show whitey tidies. Um, no self-respecting listener of the show listens to the show while not sporting those bad boys. Also, you don't have to buy a gift card first with your Bitcoin before you buy your underwear. You just spend the Bitcoin. Actually, Slappy, what I think we're going to do is we're going to do every episode... We're going to say, like, all right, listeners, are you wearing your official Royal and Slappy Show whitey tight? All right, let's do the um, the uh, the ceremonial uh, elastic pull. Yeah, slapping the elastic. Can you hear that? Oh, we hear it. So that'll be that'll be in the beginning of the episode. That'll be a, a little tradition. <laughs> snap, snap that underwear. Yes, indeed. You can only do it if you're wearing official Rollins Slappy Show underwear. Other underwear won't have the same snap, and we will know. Oh, yeah. It'll be like a your uh, spidey t- sense will, will tingle. Uh-huh. So that's fun. So that'll be in the show notes page. Um, there will be more products in there um, when I do it. And uh, also, uh, be on the lookout in the future. If you want to get a free sticker... Um, we're going to show you how to do that <laughs> by and paying, paying in either lightning or Bitcoin. There you go. We'll get a free sticker. So pretty neat stuff. All right. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash two, four, seven. Um, we'll link to the, uh, to the Rollins slappy show merchandise store in there. And, uh, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. Peace.